Welcome to Feminine, the podcast dedicated to the feminine lens on mental health, the healing arts, and spirituality. My name is Priscilla Alexandra Hine, and I am a licensed practitioner of the healing arts and licensed clinical social worker in the state of California. new moon with total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. My beautiful listeners, thank you so much for being with me here today and for holding space for me and choosing to listen to my voice. That is a wonderfully gentle thing for you to do. I'm very blessed to hold space for us today and to share feminine. And I hope that as we continue to journey alongside one another, the space can continue to bless you. Sagittarius is a fire sign ruled by planet Jupiter. Jupiter has 79 moons. It is more than twice as massive than the other planets in our solar system. There's a big giant red spot that's actually a storm. Yes, you heard this correctly. There's a giant storm on planet Jupiter that has been occurring for centuries. And did you know that according to NASA, 11 Earths could fit across Jupiter's equator? With a total solar eclipse, I strongly discourage you from drinking or making any moon water of any kind. I do not encourage you leave any sort of crystals or rocks out. They don't, um, they'll be okay. A new moon and total solar eclipse is shadow upon shadow upon shadow work. If you do not know what shadow is, please reference last year's episode regarding the dark night of the soul. Shadow work is the part of us that is, that we don't like shadow work. Shadow is the, I describe it as when Christ is in the gar, is in Gethsemane. That's shadow work. Shadow work is when Christ was tempted in the desert. That's shadow work. And when we're doing shadow work and when shadow energy is at play, it's a time to retreat and to hibernate and give ourselves permission to move toward a place of acceptance. 
With that being said, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge my very best friend on the planet who has held an incredible amount of space for me and my shadow. This person knows exactly who they are and is the strongest, bravest, most heroic, steady protector and provider I have ever known in my entire life. And to have the courage to hold the shadow of this woman is the most tender thing that that I have ever experienced. So I want to tell you a little story, and after that we're going to plant some new seeds. I want to tell you about my um, most recent adventure that I had, (laughs) and I hope that it can be an opportunity to bless not just you, but those around you as we continue to move through shadow work as beings, as mystics. I live in Riverside. It's a desert. I love the desert. I am a desert dweller. I will, I will live in the desert and die in the desert. I am committed to the um, life of desert. A great deal, in fact. Uh, I love the plants that thrive in the desert. We have creosote, one of my favorite bushes. Uh, it's delicious, by the way. It's an incredible spiritual ally for resilience. We have prickly pear cacti, incredible ally for resilience. We have aloe, incredible ally for uh, healing. We have agave, incredible ally for spirit. The desert is filled with amazing flora. I could spend hours describing my love for the desert to you. And it would really be one of my most favorite things because the desert is where I journey alongside Christ every day. When we think about desert mysticism and we think of the the spiritual connections to desert life, we're looking at monastics, we're looking at Christ, we're looking at the Jews when they wandered. We are looking at a time of going within. So to live in the desert is really a choice to believe that the seasons and the drastic change of temperatures that occur has purpose for us and that we will survive and can sustain despite how intense they can change. For example, (laughs) um, sometimes in Riverside during August, we will get uh, upwards of 120 degrees. And it will last, mm, if we're lucky, five to six weeks, maybe one to two weeks into September, and then it starts dropping toward 90. 
And, you know, it's really like August, the onset of August, we're upwards of 115, 117. And, you know, us desert people are like, oh, no, please. <laughs> no more. Don't get any higher than this. And then those and then it will drop. Right. This is how desert living is. It will start dropping and then we'll get down to like 110. And then we'll all feel like kind of a sigh of relief. We'll all breathe a sigh of relief. Because when you are in 110 degree weather compared to 115 trust me you can feel it and it's intense and that level of heat is just a constant purge detox purge detox and everybody is miserable I really enjoy it but I am a mystic and when the seasons change that is an opportunity for me to journey alongside Christ so when we're in that type of heat, I'm often reflecting on my relationship with Jesus and referencing moments when he was uh, in the desert being tempted by Satan. That's shadow work. So desert life is, is, is beautiful because we'll go through these extremes and then we know we watched the numbers and the temperature and we're like, oh, thank God, it's only 108 today, you know, and then three weeks into August, it goes back up and we're like, no, not 117. Oh, my God. And then after that, you know, next week, it'll drop to like 100. And we're like, see, we're going to get through it. We will get through this August. <laughs> and then September comes around and we're like, yes, autumn's on the horizon. And then for like the first two to three weeks, we're like, what the hell? What happened to August? because it, it starts to fluctuate, right, as the earth is shifting, as the equinox is coming into play. So then it'll start shifting and we'll ebb between like 99 to like 105. And we're like, come on, big money, no whammies. <laughs> Let, let's get down to 90. And then by the, by the end of September, we're kind of at about like 90 degrees. And so it's this really intense, you know, couple of weeks of just processing being a human being in the most insane heat. And that is nothing compared to other desert temperatures. When I'm t and I'm going to tell you a little bit about one of the places that I love to go to in the summer. <laughs> um, as I, you know, journey alongside uh, the stars and the planets and God and... Um, divine mother and divine father so <laughs> pardon me anyways so i um i i offer the opportunity to celebrate this new moon with a total solar eclipse as just a time to make some tea shave your legs um take a epsom salt bath if you are in pain of any kind, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to cry and to uh, give yourself permission to receive the balm that comes with being flawed and being someone who was created to be part of both dark and night. New moon seeds we don't see the new moon. It's dark. It's being hidden. It's not being illuminated by the sun. And this is very 
very much too an opportunity to go to the ocean if you're nearby. I have the opportunity to go to the mountains, the ocean, while living in the desert. Um, the ocean is no more than 30 minutes. Well, if there's no traffic from me, the mountains may be 40. So with this type of energy, this is a time to really baptize yourself. I strongly encourage you go to the ocean. Uh, go take a dip in the water at night if you're brave enough to do it. It's something that is those of us little mermaid types really benefit from. Go swim around with the jellyfish and the sharks <laughs> and release the need to control all the things that you cannot and let it all go. That's what new moon is about. With Sagittarius being a fire sign and a total solar eclipse, there's a lot of fire, a lot of fire. We're looking at intuition. We're looking at passion. We're looking at romance. We're looking at sex. We're looking at, you know, cooking. We're looking at um, churning. We're looking at sweat. We're looking at uh, steam room, sauna. We're looking at impulsivity right and we're assessing all of those things through a lens of self-control because shadow is a reminder that we also are light okay so this intense polarity is an opportunity for us to continue to walk the line of duality Dip your toes into your shadow if you are brave enough to do so. However, remember that your shadow is not the beginning or the end. It's just part of you. I want to tell you a story before we plant some new seeds. And this is a, a really beautiful experience that I had. A couple of weeks ago, I traveled to Salvation Mountain. Salvation Mountain is a beautiful art exhibit created and curated by Leonard Knight for many years until his passing a couple of years back. And Leonard describes his conversion experience as a total body experience that he had to share with the world. And so he dedicated his life for, I mean, decades and decades and decades to finding a way to tell the world that God loves them. And he was very creative in his methodology. He started out with a hot air balloon. I believe he worked on that for over a decade. And uh, after it burst, the final time to where it was irreparable, he f just fell into great destitution and was unsure as to whether or not he would recover from such great misery and obstruction to his life's purpose. So he channeled all of that sadness and anger into building what is now known as Salvation Mountain. And I 
Over the years, Salvation Mountain has gained a lot more popularity. It is right next to Slab City, which is where I'm going to tell you I had a beautiful experience with. And it is an opportunity for human beings to experience the simplicity of desert life and the the joys of living <clears throat> living uh, simply. It, if you ever want to visit Salvation Mountain, it's in Nyland, California. Just a heads up. So right next to Salvation Mountain is Slab City, and this is a city that is focused primarily around living off-grid. And there's lots of little RV tent type uh, quarters and individuals who have set up camp there. And they live there. And it's a, a beautiful city. There's lots of art and there's lots of spiritual communication in Slab City. When I visited Salvation Mountain in Slab City a couple weeks ago, I went to a wonderful church, which shall remain anonymous out of respect for the individual's request. And I had a profound conversation with the pastor slash, I don't know, leader of the church. Hmm. And I will remember him forever. And I'm going to tell you why. I drove up to the church, and it doesn't look like a church, by the way. It looks like a pile of junk, literally, because that's desert living in Slab City. You take what has already been discarded, and you make something new from it, very much Phoenix-type energy coming up from the ashes, resurrection. I stop at the church and <laughs> I pull up and there is an, a gentleman who is fresh out of the shower, uh, completely nude, covering his package and his, his privacy with his towel. And he was probably uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe 73, maybe, uh, definitely at least 70. And he noticed me and I noticed him and he goes oh come in we're open and I say you are open <laughs> you know as I'm watching him dry off his genitals and he's like oh yeah don't mind me I just got out of my solar shower I've got to go find some sun come on come around the side and I said, okay. So I come around side of the church and I come in and, and the, you know, he introduces himself and we begin to have a wonderful dialogue about conscious living while he is drying off his package in the sun. And I immediately, uh, one of the first things I say to him is, I will respect your privacy. And he says, I will not show that to you. And I said, thank you. And we began to dialogue karma and completing karmic spirals. And I informed him that I really struggle with forgiveness. 
And I asked him, I said, how do we as people forgive when it leaves us open for exploitation? And he responded with, oh, you can't change anyone. All you can do is change yourself. That's your job. And the hardest person to forgive is you. <laughs> I began to cry. And, um, you know, the story ends really sweet because... <laughs> While I was crying, I asked him if I could take his his portrait, and he requested that I not because he does not want any fame of any kind. And whilst I, whilst he said this to me, I had noticed that he was being videoed by some onlookers, and I pointed them out, and he abruptly turned, which caught a gust of Santa Ana winds. And I don't, you know, if you don't know about the Santa Anas, let me tell you this. They'll knock over um, a 100-year-old tree. They get upwards of like 30, I don't know. I, okay, listen, I don't know anything about wind speeds. But in my opinion, <laughs> from a completely uninformed weather girl, <laughs> the the speed of these winds gets like upwards of like 30 miles an hour i i think <laughs> so you know it's so windy and then all of a sudden this gust of wind blows whilst you know my pastor in that moment so to speak is startled because he's feeling violated and then his towel just blows you know completely up and I absolutely am like, oh my God, your privacy. And he's like, oh my God, I'm being videoed. <laughs> and I, and then, and he asks me, he's like, is it a girl? And I was like, oh geez, um, hmm, I can't tell. And he, he starts to squint, and we're looking over, you know, in that direction together. And he goes, oh, it's just teenagers. <laughs> and then he looks at me and he says okay time to go <laughs> and I left and that was I think maybe three weeks ago and it has been an opportunity for me to engage my shadow with New, you know, new moon shadow energy is hard because some of us have had our, our shadows violated and our lights, right? Some of us are afraid of our shadow because our shadow is an indication of the things that we have not been able to prevent in our life. And that's difficult. A, a human being like myself, you know, coming from a bloodline of warriors, we're going to fight, at, I'm going to fight at all costs to never heal wounds that keep me rooted 
in facts and reality. However, what comes with that refusal to not step that shadow work toward the light is an inability to recover and to let go and to accept. So with this new moon and total solar eclipse in Sagittarius, in particular, give yourself permission to plant seeds of forgiveness around your own mistakes, around your own inadequacies, around your own misjudgments. It's okay to do that. Let it go and step back into the light. I want to tell you something pretty fun before I share specific new seeds. Uh, If you don't know, I talk about my bleeding cycle on this podcast. Yes, women have blood, or excuse me, womb-bearing individuals bleed out of their out of their vagina. It's uh, called a period in English. (laughs) Um, It's actually very natural and very critical and an indication of health. So I talk often about my bleeding cycle on feminine, maybe not often, but you, if you listen, you know that I'm, I openly talk about it and and that is because I follow the lunar cycle and without that, I'm not um, in sync with my own rhythms of my own body. I wanna share with you how beautiful and how magic, how magical creator is in that regard. For, when I was, you know, when I was journeying my shadow, the depths of my shadow, I was bleeding every new moon. And I bled on the new moon for three years. And the moment that I had decided to believe that love was real, I started bleeding on the full moon. So, you know, I share that with you to remind you that your body is just as connected to earth and new moon and total solar eclipse and each mystic moment and desert temperatures of 120 and now all the way down to 30, 40 degrees at night. Your body is in rhythm with this beautiful, amazing, earth that we get to call home what a gift what a beautiful gift what an amazing opportunity that we have here to indulge the vast beauty of being a child of God So here are my uh, new moon seats for us as we embark on ending 2020. I'm going to challenge us to do the following. I'm going to challenge us to stop identifying our external bodies as opportunities to relate to one another. 
this is coming from a place of recognition that mixed kids don't have the ability to relate to other people based off of external presentation. Those of us who are mestizo, mulatto, both, uh, now now we've progressed to a language where we call, I will identify as Afro-Indigenous, as well as German and Irish. You know, those of us who come from these types of backgrounds don't don't know how to relate to people based off of the external. So I'd like to challenge us as listeners to start relating to people from an internal place. The next thing is embracing the tension of the melting pot that is U.S. American global culture outside of ideas of propaganda. So let's accept when we're growing alongside someone versus impulsivity or forced attachment. The third seed that I want us to plant is let's remove the feelings around grief associated with rejection and shame for existing in a broken and glo- a broken global society and community. Acceptance is one of the most radical things any of us can do. And every time you have a new moon, that's your opportunity to just accept the bullshit. Accept it. It doesn't mean, oh, you know, I'm ugh, I'm gonna accept the fact that I'm stuck or I'm I'm permanently wounded. You know, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about accepting that things can change. Accepting that Patterns can break. Accepting that darkness has its purpose. Accepting movement back toward light. That kind of acceptance. And lastly, the final new seed that I would like to plant is a seed of love. You know, I googled what is love. (laughs) And I came, you know, there are quite a few things with this, with this internet search. The first one is a song by Hathaway. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That was the top thing that came up. But as you and I both know, that's not really what love is. That's just a song. (laughs) Um... There were some really, you know, cheesy articles trying to describe what love is. And, uh, you know, of course, I went to the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, John 1, 4, God is love, yada, yada, yada. I don't don't think that words exist for what love really is. And I think I would be doing a disservice to divine by attempting to describe what love is to you. But this is what I can say, and this is how I hope you journey your understanding of love, and I hope that this song can be of support to you in that place. There is a song by Bear's Den, and it's called Agape, A-G-A-P-E. I hope that you can take that song 
and use it as a nourishing ointment to any wound that exists within your shadow and accept that you are deeply loved Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are beyond. You are infinite. You are refuge of strength. You give us the ability to move toward a place of acceptance and swim the waters of love with ease. Even if prior to our journeying, we did not know that they could be. So gentle. God, I offer our shadows up to you. as we plant new seeds of growth and look forward to the full moon that comes with the ending of a very painful year. Continue to protect and provide and guide us And we look to Christ as he was tempted. And we look to the Jews as they wandered. And we look to the monastics, to John the Baptist, to Priscilla and Aquila, to better understand how to do those things. Thank you for Jupiter and the stars. Thank you for Sagittarius and the solar eclipse. Thank you for providing incredible beauty all around us. Amen. I'll see you when we come full circle. God bless you. would like to engage the feminine dialogue, please feel free to send an email to PriscillaHeinLCSW at gmail.com. Additionally, when you search for us on Apple Podcasts or share us with your friends, remind them and yourself to give us a five-star rating. <laughs>